What's going on? Hello, I'm Lisa Page, and this is another episode of the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast, fresh back from a nice New England vacation. We were in Connecticut, we were briefly in New York, we were in Pennsylvania, we were just all over the place last week for nine days. That's the longest I can remember ever being away, and it was... Four years ago, the last time we actually flew up to Connecticut, which is crazy. So it was just an insane, hectic week. We were supposed to make the trip to Pennsylvania, or actually it was more like New Jersey, two years ago to do our five-year checkup at Princeton Longevity Center, which I will get into in a second. If you've been following me on Instagram this whole time and you were along for the little joy ride last week, then you know a little bit about why we went and what it is, but I'll get into depth a little bit later in the episode about you know our experience and the reason why we continue to go back to this place. So yeah, that was the main reason two years ago and then COVID hit and that kind of like, you know, everything stopped like the rest of the world and we were really having a hard time trying to squeeze in time to get this appointment in, you know, last year, just so crazy with things in the house and I was really not thrilled with flying anywhere having to wear a mask. So as soon as they lifted the mask mandate, I was just like, okay, let's go, let's do it. So we did. So we went to the Princeton Longevity Center, but also we kind of sandwiched in a lot of other things like my husband's friend. Well, he's my friend too, but my husband's best friend's brother's wedding. Do you follow me? So it's our friend, Chris, his younger brother, Colin. Colin actually runs. He started this insane Facebook page. They have over... I think 10 million likes now or follows on Facebook. Love what matters. Have you heard of that website? It's just all feel good news. Most of it is feel good news. And anyway, Colin was the one that started the whole thing. Colin and his wife, Allison got married. And so we were in Connecticut for that. And of course, since we were doing all the things, we're like, well, might as well just make this one big hodgepodge trip of kind of everything. And and that's what happened. So we originally had planned on staying mm, like just short of a week. We were going to fly up on a Thursday, which we did Thursday, July 14th. And we had planned to come back on the 20th. Well, we started putting together our schedule and it did not make sense at all for us to leave the following Wednesday. That just wasn't going to give us enough time to hang out with our family, which I I still don't think I was able to spend enough time with everybody. It's just hard. It's especially hard when you have divorced parents because now you're splitting your time with them and then throw in Stu's stepmom. So we had to make, you know, we didn't have to. We wanted to make time for her. And then, you know, my cousin's, And their kids, of course, my kids wanted to hang out with their cousins. And then my sister and her children. So my kids wanted to see their, you know, cousins as well. And I got to meet my, my youngest niece for the first time, Hayden. So it was just like a crazy trip. And it was especially annoying because, you know, we flew in on a Thursday night and then we were there Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday around, I don't know, maybe 12, Stu and I had to drive to Danbury, Connecticut, which was a haul. By the way, I I will never, I mean, like I don't miss Connecticut at all. I miss the fall 
I miss the leaves changing. That's it. I don't miss anything else. I don't miss anything. Else. I don't miss the traffic. I don't miss the narrow roads everywhere. I felt like we were driving through one huge ass tree house the entire time we were up there. No knock on New England, but damn, you get real used to the wide open spaces when you live in a place like Texas. Then you go to Connecticut and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like we're freaking hobbits. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I keep referring to hobbits. But anyway, um, but it was annoying because Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, we were in three different hotels and we had to just kind of live out of suitcases those nights because we were not in the same hotel. We weren't even in the freaking same state any night. So that was the most annoying thing. But overall, the trip was so fun. I just wish that we could have spent more time. In reality, it really should have been more of a two-week trip. I would have felt better about it because we definitely would have had more time, you know, more quality time, not so rushed. But overall, everything was great. My kids had the best time. They got to meet my niece and their youngest cousin, Hayden, and spend time with my cousin's kids. They even met my stepmom. Well, no, they haven't met. I mean, they just reunited. The last time that my stepmom's grandkids and my kids were together was probably, you know, five or six years ago. So all the kids had the best time. I know Zach and Ainsley loved every second. They went out kayaking with my dad and played on the beach and went to the movies with my sister and her kids and spent the night at my mom's and spent the night at my sister's. And so we really tried our hardest to get time in with everybody. But it really, it could have easily been a two-week trip, although I could not handle that much time away from my routine in my house and my bed and my animals. Maybe sometime, you know, maybe sometime in the far future. We'll think about a two-week trip, but it was great. It was great, and it was so nice to come back home. So there are a few things that I learned from going on a long vacation, just some some steps that made everything easier for me since I'm very, like, anxious a lot of the time. One, my new medicine has helped tremendously with just kind of taking that edge off, but also... I prepared and I only have my friend GN to thank. She used to be on the Chio in the morning show on Wired 96.5 in Philadelphia. And while she was on with Chio, I was across the street at Q102 doing mornings with Booker. And the whole time we both lived in Philly, we never hung out. Now that I think about it, I believe we had both moved out of Philly she went to California and then I moved down here. And I I really don't even know how we've reconnected. Maybe it was through Instagram, but whatever. We've been friends ever since. And I just kind of followed Jen's lead with the packing. And what made this trip so smooth for me, and I know it did for her, but for me, particularly because I'm so OCD, I mean, my medicine is really helping me with my ADHD, but... I'm also, you know, a little anxious at times and kind of a control freak, but I really believe that between the combination of my prescription and also the fact that I pre-planned and packed and felt organized made the biggest difference in the world. Let me take a sec to talk to you about Nutrafol. If you've been following me on Instagram, especially the last couple of weeks, then you know I cheated. I totally cheated. I cheated on Nutrafol and I went ahead and got extensions. But that's not to say that Nutrafol doesn't work because I've told you guys over and over again that I really feel like the most growth I've seen from taking my little capsules every day is definitely in my eyelashes more than once. 
I've had to trim the outer lashes because they're out of control. They are really getting very long and I honestly think that it has a lot to do with Nutrafol. I stopped using Lash Boost a couple of months ago because it was getting super expensive and I just wanted to see how my lashes did without that. And now I know that it's Nutrafol. It is designed to help grow and strengthen your hair, in my case, eyelashes, and it's going to help transform your hair and it's going to restore it and it targets lots of causes, five of them in particular, that can definitely help with damaging your hair, like not making your hair look the best it can. That goes as far as thinning is concerned, stress hormones, the environment, your nutrition and metabolism. So it's super important that you stay consistent with taking these supplements every single day. What I love about them is that they're not these like horse pills or big, gross, cardboard tasting tablets. They're actually capsules, so you can swallow them very easily. There's no crazy weird aftertaste. You're not going to get any jitters. 80% of women who have taken Nutrafol consistently, meaning every single day for six months, have seen a huge difference in their hair growth. So again, consistency is key. I take my supplements when I take my multivitamin and like my vitamin D and my zinc, all the other supplements. I just throw Nutrafol in the mix and you know, one and done. We're good for the day. You too can grow thicker, healthier hair and support my pod by going to Nutrafol.com. Enter Lisa. You'll save 15 bucks off your first month subscription. It's their best offer anywhere and it's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. 15 bucks off at Nutrafol.com. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code Lisa. Getting back into the nitty gritty of things and how I was able to have a nice, calm departure up to Connecticut and not have 16 different panic attacks leading up to like boarding the plane. So I told you earlier, I followed my friend GN's lead and I ended up buying, and I'll list all these in the show notes, but I ended up buying a whole vacuum sealer situation. Okay. I got the whole package. It was like 35 bucks in the best $35 I've ever spent. So you need the vacuum sealer. You need your vacuum sealed bags. And then what GN did, and I thought it was brilliant was she bought those party drawstring bags that you can get on Amazon. I think I paid $18 for a pack of 20. And so what Jan did and what I did was pre-pack and label all the bags. So we pre-packed the bags with their outfit of the day. So their shorts, a shirt, underwear, and socks. And then on the front of the drawstring bag, I took with a Sharpie because I guess we got there, what, Friday? No, Thursday night. So day one was Friday. Day two, Saturday. Day three, Sunday, and so on and so forth. This way, the kids knew what bag to look for and what bag to grab for their outfit. And then at the end of the day, when they were done wearing those clothes, they put the dirty clothes in that day's bag. That was the best way to tackle a nine-day trip with my kids. I just thought it was so easy. And so we took all the bags. I think I used two big vacuum seal bags and I put, you know, like six bags, six drawstring bags of their clothes in one vacuum seal bag. And then I did another four, that's 10, because I packed an extra outfit in the other vacuum sealed bag and then flattened them all out because I sucked the air out of both bags. It was great. Saved so much room in each of their luggage. It's unbelievable how much room they had. I mean, enough for packing their luggage up with stuffed animals they wanted to bring to their cousins. That's how much room they had left in their 
suitcases. We, as in Stu and I, used the vacuum sealed bags as well. We did like our t-shirts, anything that we did not care about getting wrinkled because I will warn you, your clothes will get wrinkled. So don't forget your downy wrinkle release spray. But we did like our underwear. He did all of his like gym t-shirts. I threw some of my pajamas, you know, in a vacuum sealed bag. But again, it was so great because it saved us a lot of room in our luggage. Another thing we did to make this trip go a little smoother was buy the Apple tags. And we put a tag on each of our suitcases. So we checked in four large suitcases. And then I put the I, meaning me, because so selfishly, I had to make sure that the stuff I was bringing was not going to get lost, i.e. Baccarat 540, my perfume. Uh, I packed a couple of extra purses in case we went out. Um, what else? Did I, all of like my skincare you know, some of the stuff is on the pricier side and I didn't want to risk my luggage getting lost with like my beloved glow recipe moisturizer. You know what I'm saying? So all four of us got on the plane with backpacks with our smart devices and everything. The kids had downloaded a bunch of movies on their iPads and Stu and I did the same. And then we carried on a little smaller piece of luggage just with some of the stuff that we did not want to lose. But all of the rest of the luggage was tagged with an Apple tag. That was at least giving us a little peace of mind that if, God forbid, our luggage got lost, which I don't know, have you been paying attention to the travel news? Everyone seems to be losing their luggage, especially coming in and out of uh, for international flights. And we just didn't want to risk it. So I thought we did good on that end of it. Another thing I did was order things from Amazon that I knew I wanted to have at my dad and stepmom's house, but I didn't necessarily want to pack. So for example, the kids, they needed water shoes because my parents live on the beach. So I ordered them some cheap ass water shoes from Amazon. I ordered them some goggles. Um, I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I did order a digital Weight Watcher scale so I could bring it because I weigh myself. Yeah, I do. I even ordered us a case of our favorite alkaline water to drink. Just things I knew we weren't going to necessarily take back with us, but I wanted to be at my dad's when we got there. And to be honest, these little steps might seem kind of trivial to some of you listening. Like, wow, you're insane. I had never, ever prepared for a trip like I did with this one. And it made a significant difference, not only for me and like my my mental headspace, but for my family. They didn't have to put up with psychotic mommy. Okay, and one last tip before I wrap up this segment of the podcast if you happen to have a cleaning crew, a company, a lady, I would highly suggest you have them come and clean your whole house the day before you leave. That way, when you return home, you are coming back to a sparkling, clean house. Even better if you have clean sheets on your bed. Shout out to Anna. Thank you, Anna. We love you. Did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled? So no matter how much you put in your recycling bin, only 9% of it gets recycled. So you might be asking yourself, well, why the hell am I recycling? <laughs> I don't know. But what I can tell you is that at Grove Collaborative, they believe that you should be ditching the single-use plastic for good and just come over to their site and check out all the hundreds of products that they have, all aimed at replacing those single-use annoying plastics that you're currently using across your home and personal care routine. You know, I hate hate plastic. I mean, obviously for other reasons than why 
Grove hates plastic. I hate plastic because it sweats. And there's literally nothing more annoying than getting a cold soda and having it sweat and drip and make your cup holders in your car gross and wet. It's nasty and annoying. But here's why I love Grove. As you know, for the 9,000th time, I'll tell you again, we renovated our downstairs last summer and we ended up going with quartz for our countertops. And the first thing the guys that were installing the counters said to me was, when you clean these, you need to use something very mild, nothing abrasive. And I knew right away, well, I'm cool. I'm good. I got this because I have GrowCo and they're all purpose cleaner. It came with this really pretty, like bougie, fancy glass bottle. So it doesn't look like crap sitting on my counter. And I just poured the concentrate of the all purpose cleaner, added water, and I'm good. And my counters have never looked better or my kitchen. My kitchen has never smelled cleaner because of this concentrate. I'm telling you, it's great. You can find it anywhere. You can also go to grove.com slash Lisa and you'll get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash Lisa. That's grove.com slash Lisa. All right, let's get into the Princeton Longevity Center. If you were along for the ride last week, Stu and I... We ended up, well, we didn't end up. We had this plan for a long time. We actually were supposed to do this huge exam a couple of years ago, but then with COVID, we just figured since we were going to be going to Connecticut, let's just lump it in. So that's what we did. And that's what brought us. That was the whole reason why we went to Pennsylvania and then went to Princeton because we wanted to go to the Princeton Longevity Center. This was the third time that we have gone. So basically the Princeton Longevity Center, PLC, is essentially like this very comprehensive exam. So I'm going to list off what we had done last Monday. It's incredible. And honestly, everyone in the country should have access to this kind of in-depth look at their bodies and what's going on with your health. Unfortunately, insurance doesn't cover it. And I'm not going to say that it's cheap because it is not cheap. It's an actual investment, but Stu and I, both really believe that investing in our health is the best way to use our money. And so that's why we will continue to go to PLC. But basically, it's an in-depth physical and medical history review with Dr. Fine. The whole day, we were seen by the same physician and we received the following. We both got a CT heart scan with coronary calcium scoring. We had to do a stress test, a cardiac treadmill stress test. We had to do a bone density test. We had to do a body comprehension analysis. We did an ECG. We did a glaucoma and vision screening. We had a full body scan. So this evaluation details all the images, which are fascinating to see, from your neck to your hips. And it is great for detecting many types of cancer. And this scan can also reveal other problems like visceral fat. So maybe if you are pre-diabetic and you didn't know, you will find out if you do this scan. If you have kidney stones, gallstones, a ton of other shit that you might not know is going on in your body, this is why you would do a full body scan. Um, we were, I guess... One of the options, if we opted for it, was a virtual colonoscopy. And I said, no, I will skip that. But I did add in, because it's like a la carte. You know, you get the basic 
for what you're going to pay, but then you can add in other exams. So I added in a pelvic ultrasound and a molecular breast exam. So this exam was definitely different than your typical mammogram. And women who get this exam are usually women who find out that they have breast cancer and they're going in to get the results. Is it bad? Has it spread? What level? What stage? And then you have women like me that roll in who are part of the Princeton Longevity Center and have opted to take this exam. And I figured, why not? I'm 44. I've experienced a lump in my breast before and it was not a fun experience. Meaning like the waiting part was not fun. It was very, very scary. It turned out to be benign, but I figured, you know, we're already here and I should just, I have this opportunity to take the exam. So I did. So I got there around seven o'clock in the morning and the nurses were so awesome. They were great. Uh, assured me that they've seen boobs smaller than mine. I don't believe them, but they said that. Anyway, I had an IV put in and then they give you some dye. They insert dye into the IV and you have to wait about five minutes for that dye to kind of spread across your chest. And then you go to the machine, you sit down and they hoist you up. I mean, at one point, I think I did say, I'll climb into the machine if y'all need me to. My boobs are so small. Like I will literally just like perch myself up on the, the mammogram shelf and you can just do what you got to do. But basically, they scan your breasts, each breast, for 20 minutes. 10 minutes on one side, 10 minutes on the other. And so I was in there for, I don't know, upwards of an hour, maybe. And what's crazy is that as your boobs are being scanned for a solid 10 on each side, you can see on the monitor like 1%, 4%, 8%, 10%. And I'm just sitting there shooting the shit with the nurses, telling her all about my podcast. We're talking about kids all the activities. So the time did go by fast and I had a great experience with the nurses there. But it was very nerve-wracking. And so when I was done, my nurse, Laura, uh, was looking at the screen and she's like, oh girl, you're good, you're good. Because the dye, the whole point of that is if there is something going on in your breast, that dye goes right to that area. And so it pops up on the screen and they can see, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, why is this dye over here on the left side of her breast? Why is it over here on the right side? They can kind of pinpoint what's going on underneath, you know, all that tissue and stuff. So that was crazy to experience. Um, and I'm very glad that I got a good report. But that was one of the options that I added into my exam for the day. Now, keep in mind, as we're going through all this, I'm taking you along for the ride. If you were following me on Instagram, I did not save the Princeton longevity stuff to a highlight. If you have any questions after this podcast, you can always message me. But those of you who did follow along had a lot of questions and a bunch of you were asking me why we were doing it, what the cost was. The cost is different for everybody because it, it depends on what you're going to add into your day. You're there from about 8.45 to 4.30. So it is the entire day. Uh, and the hardest part was not being able to drink coffee or eat anything because the first thing they did when we got there was take our blood and do a COVID test. And because we were in New Jersey, of course, we had to wear masks. So I wasn't thrilled about that. But I understand. At the end of the day, we sat down with Dr. Fine. He is the main doctor. He's the one that we've seen two other times. He's like the resident doctor of Princeton Longevity Center. And he goes through this binder of like 40 pages of our reports, every single thing, blood panel, um, all of the 3D images that they 
found all of our scans, um, tried to explain to us what was going on, what we're seeing, why this is happening, why that is happening. I am happy to say that we had great reports, nothing crazy bad for either of us, but uh, this is why I had to get the MRI this morning. So eight years ago, that was the second time we went to Princeton Longevity Center. Dr. Fine, they did a whole scan, a body scan, and they found this little like, I don't know, a little area on my kidney. It looks like a little lump in my kidney. And at the time, Dr. Fine said, I don't think this is serious, but just get an MRI to be on the safe side because I don't know what this is, but I want to find out what it is. So do you think I did that? No, I didn't. That was... So stupid of me. That was eight years ago. So eight years later, I'm sitting down with Dr. Fine. And what do you know? The stupid lump is still on my kidney and it's grown a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit over eight years. So Dr. Fine gave me specific instructions. He said, you have to get an MRI on this. Don't wait. I'm not saying it's bad. It could just be a benign lump. We all have lumps and bumps throughout our body that are harmless, but just... For peace of mind, let's go get an MRI. So I'm like, all right, all right. So that's why I was getting the MRI this morning. My first one, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but nobody freaking warned me that I would need an IV with more damn dye contrast in my arm for 30 minutes. I also had an ultrasound done on my thyroid because there were two like scans they did. One was a 3D one and one was an X-ray of my thyroids. And one thyroid, well, they both looked normal on the 3D and the 3D scan. Okay. Everything looked totally fine. There was nothing to see. There were no lumps, nothing. But on the other scan, there was a tiny little dot on one of my thyroids. So the doctor wasn't sure if that might've been maybe from the iodine being in my system because we had a lot of scans that day that required dye. He wasn't sure. So he sent me to the same place to get an ultrasound done again to play it safe and just for reassurance it's nothing serious but he couldn't figure it out because on the 3d scan there was nothing on the thyroid and then on the x-ray there looked to be almost like a pea-sized dot so you know while i was there figured we'd do that too That's why I was at the doctor's office this morning. It was great. So I guess they sent all the stuff to the radiologist and then the radiologist within two days will get a hold of my doctor and then Dr. Fine will contact me next week and hopefully his news will be, Lisa, it's nothing. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm just praying for the best. And I want to thank you guys so much for your sweet messages today. I love you guys so much. Uh, I, I was really trying hard to hold it in on Instagram and and wait until this episode came out tonight so you could kind of hear the whole story. But the Princeton Longevity Center is no joke. It is very similar to the Cooper Clinic here in Dallas. If you live in Connecticut, they have a Princeton Longevity Center in Shelton, Connecticut, and they have one in New York City. But if you can afford this, I can't recommend it enough. And with that being said, please keep Two moms in your prayers, uh, two mama friends that have daughters in Zach's class. They died within three weeks of one another in the last month from cancer, and they were my age. They were like 44, 45. So to have an exam like this done was even more important to me because I have to wonder if either of these moms had 
gone to some type like a Cooper clinic or the Princeton Longevity Center years ago, would they have caught those cancers before they got to stage four? I don't know, but I do feel really good about going. I feel great about our reports. And I mean, if you do have the financial means to to go, go and do it. I will link all the information to the Princeton Longevity Center in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you hanging on with me. I've taken so much time off this summer. It's obnoxious. But hopefully once the kids get back into school, I can get into a groove. You know, I got my new ADHD meds going. So like I'm focused. I'm focused. I just, I feel like I need to start back up with the kids. <laughs> but if there's any other questions you have, let me know. Lisa at lisapagemademedoit.com or on Instagram, Lisa Page made me do it. Oh, and also I wanted to shout out the light blonde. I'm so excited to join Allie and her team. The light blonde is on Instagram. She's local. I have been buying her merchandise for years now, but she is making and creating some of the most encouraging teas, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, tanks, all biblical and funny and thought-provoking, all positive vibes to put out in this very dark world. And I'm super excited to be a part of her ambassador team this fall. More on that coming soon, but you can certainly follow Allie, aka The Light Blonde on Insta. I will link her handle in the show notes and ooh, my hotline that I never give out because I always forget. I got to get so much better at this because I suck at it. 972-890-9467. Call with anything, leave a message. I'll never answer. It just goes straight to a voicemail, but come on now. Let's do it. Leave me some encouraging messages. Tell me what's going on in your life. Something positive because it's so dark and dreary that really lately all I want to know about is good news happening to you. So again, 972-890-9467. All right, I'm really wrapping it up. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Stay cool. It'd be 106 down here in Dallas. Talk to you soon.